This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and happy Father's Day. This is Kelly Finley with the Community Roundtable. Very excited to have you uh, tuning in for two great guests, especially if you have kiddos that are um, looking for some fun things to do, or even the adults who are really interested in maybe the teaching um, route. We've got information for everybody. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you their name and who they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand, ma'am. Okay, my name is Renee Phillips. I'm Director of Communication for Mobile County Public Schools. Welcome. Thank you. And I'm Sally Erickson, and I am the Community Engagement Specialist for Mobile County Public Schools. Love that. Even though I know what the titles are, and I get to uh, work with you both in different capacities. Um, Sally, tell me, what does your job entail? And people know your voice. They know your name. Um, You've you've pivoted um, within the last few months. And tell us what you do. Well, that's a really great question. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things about this job is that um, I have been allowed to just kind of develop it as I go. Um, I started back at the end of October, mm-hmm. and um, as I interpret it, I uh, and of course I um, go to Renee quite frequently for advice. Um, I am just looking for all kinds of channels um, to connect the community with the schools and vice versa. So any opportunity I have to um, get our stakeholders involved with our schools, to get our uh, star students' uh, stories told, um, to uh, make other um, connections with uh, community leaders who might be willing to um, support the schools in different ways. Um, all of those things I've been trying to do, and uh, so far a great deal of it has been on social media, which is a very effective tool to reach so many people all at once. Absolutely. And it's just been a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to visit a lot of schools. I've gotten to meet so many wonderful people in the school system. I love that. I love that. And, you know, it's because of all that information that Renee um, sent to us from a media standpoint. And, you know, she tagged you and said, if you have questions, reach out to Sally. And that's when I said I had to have you on the show because it makes so much sense right now. You think about the grandparents who are helping to raise kids, parents, the students. It's summertime and we need to know what to do. So why was Sally's job so important, do you think, um, especially as we're scooching into summer? It's so important because, you know, we have the Office of Communication. We run MCPSS TV, social media, but we have 90 schools. And I'll tell you just some, some background on the system because mm-hmm. people may not realize this. Mobile County Public Schools is the largest school system in the state of Alabama. So we have 90 schools, 54,000 students, 7,200 employees. So just that is a big group of people to to communicate with Mm -hmm. they have different stories they have different needs that um we need to make sure are met and then we have the community at large so behind every student are their parents are the taxpayers the community so it was really important that um we we communicate but we needed help because we needed more people because it that is a very large and for as large as we were we didn't have enough people working on the public relations and community engagement and that engagement part of her title is so important yeah kudos as well. to you for recognizing that because i think and i always talk about the pandemic has shown us how strong we are but it has also uncovered some of our weaknesses per, uh, personally and professionally and and some people think that mobile um, county public school system is maybe the second or the third largest no it's the largest right 
a lot of moving parts. Right. Walk me through, because um, I know you and I have emailed quite a bit. Um, walk me through, let's say we're in the school year and there's there's an emergency. Help people understand how communication works during that because there's many parents that love it and there's many parents that don't. And so I think what's common is that they don't know what basically the chain of command is when it comes to communication. So help us, Renee. Right. So most important, at the beginning of every year when we're having everybody fill out that paperwork or the online registration, is we ask for all the parents' phone numbers and email addresses. And so we have to make sure that everyone's information is up to date because that's one thing. The, the best tool that our schools have to communicate with our parents is through a program called School Messenger, where we can access either all 54,000 students or the 700 kids at this school or the 400 kids at this school, their parents. And so make sure that's up to date because we do do our best job of letting them know what is going on. Okay. And that's very, very helpful. And I think an add-on bonus is the social media channels because some parents, um, maybe they didn't write very clearly. And so they're not getting text messages or, or the messenger. Um, and that's on them. And they're wondering, why am I not being informed? And so they go straight to social media and say, how come the media knew before me? And so um, during the year, uh, are you always accessible for parents and, and grandparents to update their contact information? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, our, they would call their school registrar and okay. update that at any point. That's, yes. so, that's mm-hmm. so helpful, mm-hmm. especially when you think about all the great programs that are being um, that are being shared. And let's talk about that because it is almost summer. I mean, like days away from summer. All right, Sally. So what are you working on? What do you want um, the community to know about? Well, I've actually been... Um, trying to uh, visit some of the schools that are putting on summer literacy camps. All of the elementary schools are doing these. And uh, they are really um, uh, thorough about getting these kids caught up with any sort of um, COVID-related delays in their learning, in their reading comprehension. They do all kinds of creative things in these camps to get the kids engaged. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's been a lot of fun to get out and see those kids. And um, also with social media, if there's a school I can't get to, I just message the person who's in charge of the program and have her send me photos and then share them. So there are all kinds of things we can do to get the word out that there are happy things happening and that uh, there are all kinds of opportunities for your kid to continue learning in the summer. You've mentioned social media a couple of times. Give us the great social media handles that we need to know about so we can all stay up to date. Well, of course, the main one is um, the MCPSS Facebook page. Um, We also have Twitter and Instagram, which we use a little bit less. Um, We're seeing that uh, more and more parents are using Instagram, um, but right now it's still more of a secondary to Facebook. So I encourage everyone to follow us on Facebook. Good stuff. Our page and each school has a page. That's one thing that we've been emphasizing Mm -hmm. since I got there is that um, people communicate over social media. They get their news from social media. They find out whose birthday it is. So (laughs) be on there and and let people know things like, hey, it's time to register your child. Um, This is what the school uniforms are for the upcoming year. School starts on this date. You know, what has been your response with with, um, you know, posting as often as the school system does? Um, well, we have more schools on, on social media than we've had, so that's good. Mm-hmm. I think most of them pretty much are on there now, and so that's been a big big thing for us, and I think the parents appreciate that. And as far as the school system, we post multiple things every single day because there's always there's never a dull day. That's what I always say. You know, and, and, I, and I get a lot of good content because I have a segment called Tell Me Something Good, and I always can find good stories about mm-hmm. teachers, about um, maybe a custodian, um, students. I mean, it's – 
it, it's from A to Z. And that's great to see because then you can highlight the different schools because sometimes you find that for those schools that don't have as many resources as another, they could maybe miss out on being mentioned. But, but you can see on your Facebook page, especially the pipeline of information is so balanced. It's beautiful to see. It right. really is. I know it's not an easy job. <laughs> no, but we, we do get a lot of our content from the schools. And that's one thing we tell them is when you communicate what's happening in your schools, then mm-hmm. we can also help communicate that as well. Let's say a parent knows that their kid did something great over the summer um, and it's summertime and their Facebook friends or their following. Can they submit something so that that can be mentioned? They can. They can. And we highly encourage that. Um, I have... Uh, had several great stories come out of parents just reaching out to me directly. So I highly encourage that. Uh, my email is Sarixson, and that's S-E-R-I-C-S-O-N, there's no K, at mcpss.com. I encourage everyone to email me if they've got any sort of great news like that to share. What's wrong with the K? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, and we'll, of course, share that as well. Um, so, um, Renee, I didn't ask you, how long have you been in your position, and what brought you here? So I've been with the school system. I was just thinking about this the other day because it seems strange because I was a newspaper reporter for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then a long time is like 12 years. Um, (laughs) And so then I came to the school system in 2013. So Mm -hmm. I'm almost at 10 years. And so in, in this role, about seven or eight years. But yeah. Why did you feel that your talents would be or how I should say that your talents could be used in in this platform and in this way? So, um, like Sally, I covered the school system oh. for um, the press register, mm-hmm. and um, so I knew a lot about it. And that's key when you come into this job. It's so 90 schools, 90 personalities, Ooh. 90 leaders, just just knowing a lot of them has been helpful. But one thing that we had emphasized um, is that the school system wasn't telling its own story. Like they were relying so much on others to tell the story. And that was what the former superintendent said, you know, we need to tell our own story. And we are good at that. Um, Very. Because <laughs> we like, we love to talk to people and meet them and take their picture. And so many times, one thing that you'll, you probably have found this, Sally, teachers are very humble mm-hmm. and they do a remarkable job every day. And we show up with our camera phone or they're like, oh, just me. I don't, I don't do much. And I'm like, no, you're making a difference every single day. Amen. And we want to show people what you are doing. And our students are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like you hear a lot about this generation, but um, I, they're great. Um, you know, I mean, some things make the news that aren't so great, but so many, you know, 99.9% of them are just trying to make a difference in this world. And this is a great avenue to highlight them, especially that's that's a perfect segue into the JROTC uh, STEM camp. Um, tell me more about that. So that has been going on for about six or seven years. Um, and back to um, Colonel Barrow gets embarrassed when I mention this, but he was named the top JROTC instructor in the entire United States. You know, he was just a guest on here a couple weeks ago. You love him. And he, oh yeah, I, I, I've known him for a while, but it, you know, it's funny he didn't mention that, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, he never does. I do. And then he's like, Renee, stop. But this is why we do what we do. We're exactly. like, no, that you need people to know. That's what you yeah. to be that mom. Right. <laughs> exactly. Look at my kid. He, he, yeah. Um, look at my six foot eight right. kid. Yeah, right. he is something special. He and his wife. Cheryl. Oh yeah, they're great. And so what he did, he started this several years ago, and he's gotten some really prestigious and hard to get grants that K twelve institutions don't usually get from the National Science Foundation and the Department of Defense mm-hmm. because they did a summer camp. You know, JROTC does that where they do the leadership and the the physical fitness, like they're waking up at five thirty and running mm-hmm. and the heat. They're doing water rescue activities. 
activities, repelling, all these things. But then they had the idea to add the STEM component because we talk about STEM and most people know what that is, but it's science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. Um, So he added that to it where they do robotics, they do hands-on work, they go on field trips to different businesses that do the STEM. And so because of that, it's been recognized as a top program and he got this grant from the Department of Defense to replicate it in other school systems throughout the country. So it's pretty cool when something we're doing in Mobile yes. is that good that yes. it's being replicated. And Sally and I actually repelled I last know. week. I, you mentioned that in your notes. <laughs> and I, First of all, I have questions. Like, are you afraid of heights? Are yes. There, yes, I am. <laughs> you are too? Uh, no, no. no I'm uh, not, but. What were you thinking as you were going off the side of the building? Oh, I, I really freaked out at the top. Yeah. They uh, want you to step right over the uh, edge. Uh, yeah. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I would totally be on the ground cheering, uh, making sure lunches are ready for everybody. You guys are warriors. Um, it, it, it's and, fun, but they like that support. And the do. kids could see. And I, I tell the kids, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I just have to look away, ma'am. I would just have to look away. Yeah, I'm actually excited because I get to speak to the group this year again um, oh, for good. the summer. Yeah, great. yeah. It's always great to be able to combine efforts and forces. Um, you know, teachers. Um, nationwide there's been an issue i mean let's just be honest with teachers either retaining teachers or recruiting teachers and um there's some nice success stories that you've had that have recently come out of the recruitment fair tell us more about that right so as school systems across the country are facing a teacher shortage teaching is hard it's a challenge and these last two years have 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 been hard and our, our teachers are wonderful they've been innovative um but like like school systems across the country, there was already a shortage before the pandemic. So we were already planning this teacher recruitment fair back in 2020 and it hit. And so this was Mr. Threadgill's idea to do an in-person teacher recruitment fair. And so we did it finally this last one was that Sally. It seems like May 25th. May 25th. May 25th. <laughs> and <laughs> the months they merged. <laughs> I know. It's a, what, what year is it? Um, so, so we did it and um, Sally was working the front desk so she can talk about it at the welcome desk, but we ended up having 500 participants and we signed 95 people up with contracts to work immediately. We were doing wow. background checks. We were, they were interviewing with principals, meeting with HR. Wow. And, and then we made dozens of other contacts with um, teachers and paraprofessionals, bus drivers, custodians that the principal or the supervisor can follow up with. But mm-hmm. that went a long way, I think, to address our shortage. And people were excited to be there, weren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, it was great. It really, it was, the, the energy was very, very palpable. And mm-hmm. uh, we had um, marketed very heavily to retired teachers. And uh, we had quite a few of them show up and ask, what you know, what do you have that I might be interested in? And we would say, we have a lot. <laughs> and I did see one young lady who um, went to school with my son and also was at Auburn with him who had just graduated. And she walked right in. And I believe I saw her being uh, shepherded down to the human resources room, which means she got a job that day. That's success. And uh, we just, we were cheering, Uh you know, we were really excited. Well, I love knowing that the newly hired teachers, they could receive a $3,000 signing bonus over two years. And then teachers of certain subjects and or who work at uh, specified schools may receive a $5,000 bonus over two years. And then uh, the school system was covering up to $3,000 to relocate 100 miles or more those are is that is that new to your world or is that something that's been going on but we now appreciate it because the pandemic has once again re-encouraged the fact that we need to thank those great teachers 
We do, and we just needed to think a little bit outside the box. So we're thankful that Mr. Threadgill and Dr. Brackens were able to come up with a plan to do this because we had to stand out. Like, why, if I'm at Auburn or Tuscaloosa, we, we, we marketed to education graduates you know, in Atlanta, Memphis, mm-hmm. New Orleans, because we knew we needed to stand out to attract them to come here because we want the very best teachers for our students because they are the very best and they deserve it. So I think this helped a little bit to, to attract the attention. I think so. Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I have guests that come on that are from here and I want to ask you both this question, but I always ask them which high school they went to. And it's so funny how proud they are, no matter how old they are, they go into mascots, they go into, cause, cause that pride is there throughout all the schools or the students and the parents and the grandparents, and it's beautiful to see. So, Sally, uh, which high school did you attend? I am a very proud graduate of Murphy High School. <laughs> Go Panthers. And, yes. I, I can still sing my alma mater, but what I won't do it. it. No. <laughs> I mean, you brought it up. Well, uh, I have a little tickle in my throat today, but um, the first line is, in days of old when Spaniards bold were sailing Mobile Bay. I mean, it's a great <laughs> alma mater. I love it. But I um, ironically enough, although this is going to sound bad, but – my very first press release in my new job was a story at Murphy. I know that looks biased, but I just, <laughs> they were doing a pumpkin catapult and I just had to do it. You just had to be up there. It had I to be done. Understood. School's, a school pride. That will not hurt anyone. All right, Renee, how about you? Which school do you attend? So like you, I come from a military family and, and background. And so um, we moved around a lot. So mm-hmm. I graduated from a high school outside of Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. And then we moved down here. And so I Ironically, Mobile is home. That's the longest I've ever lived anywhere. And mm-hmm. so Mobile's home. My kids are in the school system. But I can honestly say I'm very objective. And Sally's very objective, too. <laughs> but I love all 12 of oh, our high there schools. there we go. That's the mama answer. <laughs> Who's your favorite? You're all beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I love you each in different ways, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's very smart. I, I, I appreciate that for sure. Um, let's talk about some of the great students. I know you have many. And, and I, again, I've highlighted them in tell me something good but some of the great students and what they're doing in the community not just here in mobile but from a nationwide standpoint that they're they're bringing such amazing and positive exposure to uh, your school system Oh, there's so I know, many. I know. Um, I mean, you and, have twelve favorites. So. Yeah, <laughs> every high school. Right. Yeah, we've been we've been doing these graduation spotlights or graduate spotlights that Sally's been doing and, and that Mike Hernan is working on. That um, just give because you have the valedictorians, the salutatorians. We emphasize them during graduation, but then we kept hearing stories from more. Yes, parents and, and, and students who were like, hey, my kid's doing this. Or, well, we have a blunt student that got like $96 million in college mm-hmm. scholarships. Mm-hmm. We have the first African-American Fred girl Jones, that's yes, name. Yes. Mm-hmm. to win or not to win, to earn the rank mm-hmm. of Eagle Scout in the yes. whole state of Alabama. And yeah, Miss McDade was funny, the school board member, because she said she went to Murphy <laughs> to, <laughs> to meet the student and, and she expected this, you know athletic Mm -hmm. and she's tiny and she's like a cheerleader and homecoming queen and and uh, she can go out in the wild and and camp and start a fire and do all the things any other eagle scout could do sally's the mom of an eagle scout and i have scout Uh boys but i just love that she's a girl and she's doing this great thing because the eagle scout is just such a prestigious honor and you know and that's key to having diversity in the programs that are offered and i know that you have the signature academies where some schools are known more for this or that and it 
that makes so much sense because it speaks to the talents that some students have um, and you really wanting to empower and grow and nurture those talents too. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Speaking of, um, you know, signature academies and I should say uh, registration. Okay, so this is June. Um, families are just now moving here maybe. What do they need to know about enrolling in the school system? So it depends on the grade level a lot, but mcpss.com, you can register, do the first steps online, and then you'll head to the school to do your documentation that you live in the district and that sort of thing. We do have the specialized programs, like you're talking about the signature academies. That um, we typically, what was the deadline? Usually in the winter is the deadline to apply for those. But if you just moved here and are new, I would contact the high school and ask them about it and see, see what's if, if they still have slots and how that works. And mm-hmm. for those who may be new, and that's a good point, for Signature Academies, which school focuses on which um, talent? Okay, so we're going to... Let's do high school. Okay, let's go for 12. We're going to see if we can remember okay. all of them in semi-alphabetical order. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Baker High School is advanced study. So they are one of the few high schools in the state of Alabama that offers AP capstone, which AP is where you take the um, test and get college credit if you score three, four, or five. So they have 24 was the last I counted. It's probably more than that now, AP classes. Mm. So you could do wow. math, science, art, Whatever you have, you just kind of pick and choose and, and get college credit. So that's advanced studies. Mm-hmm. That's Baker. Let's see. Bryant. <laughs> I'm in the B's. <laughs> yes. Bryant is coastal studies, which makes sense because they are on the coast. They have a welding center that yes. um, Ingalls helped build. Mm-hmm. And so they are learning to weld in a lab where they weld. You know, they weld and they can get jobs. They also have a program where they are growing and raising crawfish. Ooh, yeah, and they're fun. these really big crawfish. Fun for yeah. us, but not the crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's taking advantage of their location uh-huh. and their expertise down there. So then I'll just, it's really an R, but we'll say BC Rain. They have the aviation and aerospace, which is very timely. Yes. And those students actually built the very first airplane built by high school students in the state of Alabama. And we flew in it. I flew in it. The students You're flew a in it. Devil, is yeah. what I'm hearing from you, ma'am. <laughs> but it was a two seater. <laughs> <Well. laughs> and we flew out of Brooklyn and did a loop downtown. And the kids, for a lot of them, it was their first time to be in an airplane, but they got to fly over BC Rain and, and just to build Aww. something and fly in it. Is, is and just I love so that they cool. have an airplane right there when you when you visit campus. Yeah, yeah, they put that wow. out there. Okay, that's BC Rain. Blunt is healthcare, mm-hmm. and they've had that healthcare program for a long time. Miss Briggs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love she her. knows her stuff. <laughs> I love her. And a lot of those students too, they can get the CNA credential while they're still in school so some of them get a job right out doing that or they use that as they go to college they can work as they work towards their rn or towards their medical degree or whatever they're doing in that field okay so citronel advanced mm-hmm. manufacturing because they're up that, that highway yeah mm-hmm. so they do a lot of partnerships with different the, the different companies i think autocompu has some as their intern well, this summer all that industrial mm-hmm. okay gotcha highway 45 right davidson is the epic engineering program mm-hmm. LaFleur is um, there. We're reinventing excellence at LaFleur. So we're going through some changes academically and beefing up the arts program there. So that's exciting. They're going to restore it to their magnet school. Mm-hmm. Uh, MGM. 
Mm-hmm. Is, I, know, I know LaFleur has a great law program. Yes, 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 they, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. And um, and they do the mock trials mm-hmm. and they partner with the judges yeah. in town. Um, and, and they come and mentor them, which is important to have those people who do these jobs come in and mentor. Um, MGM, I believe, is biomedical. Okay. Murphy is the university center. Because they, they're a feeder to University of Alabama. Well, right? yeah, they have the UA Early College, which uh-huh. is different. It's a one-of-a-kind one partnership in that you can take classes from the University of Alabama. They have a room that looks like a college lecture hall. And so they earn credit. So if I'm interested in English and you're interested in history, you could take History 101, mm-hmm. and then you walk out of there with that credit in history. Uh, or you know the different different classes, but that's good because it plays upon your strength if you're a math or science person or, or whatever. Absolutely, so, Murphy. Where are we now? Theodore. They are. I always get theirs the confused. Yes, they are the Bobcats, <laughs> red and black. Um, they do some engineering. They have a good dental program there. That's yeah, some medical programs oh, there. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. You know what I'm loving is that you're mentioning programs because let's just be very honest, college is not the track for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that technical schools are getting the respect that they deserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, children are getting out of high school or maybe while in high school with internships feeding into jobs, like real jobs, making five figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so very nice. Welders um, make more than communicators isn't that something go <laughs> yeah, figure i know <laughs> but we say that all the time yeah. like it, it but but that's true because we focus on college and career yeah. ready yes and so they can walk out of high school and, and get good jobs or go to those programs to learn those skills um I still have two more, but go ahead. uh, I'm I'm not forgetting. (laughs) I was just thinking of one of our little sparklers um, that we highlighted um, as part of Career Tech Month. Uh, This was a graduate of Citronal High School who had a very well-paying job in welding. And she um, just talked about this is a break. This is breaking out of a cycle for me because no one in my family had ever graduated high school, even Mm. much less gotten a well-paying job. And she was independent. She had her own car. She had her own home. And she was only, I think, 20, 21. And she's a she. And she's a she. <laughs> With welding. I mean, and good. And no, no college debt. See? She went straight in. And Parents, so, listen up to this. And yeah. I love kudos to the counselors and the teachers who are introducing tech you know, and trades to our young people and not saying it's either or. It's here are your options. Explore them. This is good. All right, you got two more. Two more, because if I forget them, I will yes. hear from them. So, yes. Viger is information technology. Wolfpack. Yes, <laughs> the, the school that Spirit built. And then Viger, or no, I said Viger. Williamson is, yes. I always have to remember me. So, it's maritime engineering and entrepreneurship. I cannot say that name. Entrepreneurship. I mean, when Dr. Yes. Ronnie Johnson, the rocket scientist, is an alum, you yeah. already know that's going to be a good one. The inventor of the super soaker. And yes. um, yes. Faulkner Career Tech has. Has just added an aviation track for um, dual enrollment for uh, rising 10th and 11th graders. So we announced that today on Facebook. And that is really exciting because uh, the people at Faulkner are just wonderful. That's one of my new favorite schools, that and Bryant Career Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just that. love meeting those folks. And especially, I mean, that local, when you're helping to grow local talent, you know, it's a beautiful thing when that talent decides to set up shop literally and figuratively and then maybe raise a family. And they, they keep that here and that helps to make the city better. You know, our community colleges are so important. Faulkner State, uh, com- uh, Coastal Community, of course, Bishop State. Um, I don't want to leave anyone out because I don't I want to hit my list like you did. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that the, when the children and the parents and the grandparents know about the options, 
everybody's better. Mm -hmm. And I think you both do such a great job in your respective lanes of doing that. And I appreciate you both for coming on. Thank on the you. show. Thank You're you welcome. for what you do to get the word out. Oh, I try. I definitely try. You, you, hey, you give great content. I mean, <laughs> and then uh, just want to remind everyone that the Mobile County Public Schools, of course, on Facebook, yes, and Instagram, yes, YouTube, yes, Twitter, and you have a 24-hour television channel and we a do. podcast. Yes. Learning Leading Now. We just started the podcast a few months ago. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. For parents. <laughs> it's geared towards parents. Right, because yep. when your kid comes home and says, school was fine, what did you do? Nothing. Okay, say so I need more information, and you're both exactly. making that happen. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. me. You Thank bet. You. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.